Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Thank you for joining us. We love uh, having new people at church and just come and have a coffee with us afterwards. It's on the house. And uh, I just want to introduce properly my brother Matt and my sister-in-law Ash. Uh, Can we give them a hand this morning? These guys are actually moving up in January. So, which is awesome, going to join the team, Ash is going to help us with, uh, with worship and the music team and Maddie's going to come and preach for us and uh, have a whole lot of fun, run connect groups and do what he does. They've both just finished three years of Bible college and creative arts college and uh, I, I think 2017 is just going to be a sensational year where God moves. We've laid a really cool foundation and uh, I think God is going to move powerfully next year as we prepare towards that. But I love our hope initiative. I love the fact that we can get generous as a church, look beyond ourselves and be a blessing in our community. And that's that's why we exist. Uh, We started this church to be a blessing. We didn't come here to take from the community and take from, we want people to see Jesus through us and, and see him as he really is. And he is generous and he is loving and he is caring, gracious and merciful. And we want to be all those things in our community. So please come and grab those, take those. For those that don't know me, I've just been over in the States for a few weeks getting some treatment for my hips uh, and also preaching in Portland and preaching in San Diego. Uh, Everything went really well, but it's so good to be home. Uh, We saw salvation, saw miracles and healings. Uh, I was in Portland and I got some words of knowledge and I pulled some people out and they got healed on the spot. And I've never seen this before. I've been in a lot of meetings and never seen this. A gentleman who apparently is one of the biggest skeptics in the church, says, yeah, no, healing, you know, I, I believe in God, I believe in Jesus, he's a good man, but I don't, you know, healing for today, it's not, it's not where it is. He was about to shut down his business because his arm had been limp by his side for two years. He was in construction, he couldn't take supplies to his team, he couldn't lift ladders, he couldn't do anything. He was literally the next week about to shut down his business. I've got a word of knowledge for him, there's somebody here, you've got, you know, you've, you've strained muscles and nerves in your neck and your shoulder, and he came forward, and everybody in church knew him and knew of the situation that he was about to shut down his business. I prayed for him and God touched him. Uh, and his arm, his arm flew up in the air. He started, he started yeah, healed on the spot. And as we stood there on the altar, just like this, he did a backflip and, and then started running around the church. So everybody kind of went crazy. Uh, went to San Diego, saw a whole lot of people make decisions for Jesus and get saved and, and get healed as well. It was Veterans Weekend, so we're kind of honoring the veterans. Uh, I had a word of knowledge for somebody whose eyesight was failing. A lady came forward that said, since I got back from the tour of Iraq, I was losing my sight. I had post-traumatic trauma disorder. I had, uh, yeah, a whole whole myriad of things. She got healed on the spot. And what I didn't realize was it was her daughter that was worship-leading. So that kind of unlocked the place. We we had a really good time. So in the coming weeks, I think I'm going to have a healing service. Uh, so, you know, our God is a miracle-working God. He heals today. So if you know people that have got terminal conditions, people that have been walking through struggles and, and challenges for years, I want you to bring them because God is going to heal them. Amen? Fantastic. In fact, can I pray for Kim? I, I really, as we will worship, can I pray for you this morning, Kim? Uh, I just felt like, yeah, would you just come forward? And church, maybe you could reach out with me. It's never just one person that prays. We pray together and believe for the touch of God. But I felt like God was saying to me as we were worshiping uh, that he wants you to be anxiety free, that he's setting his angels around your world, that you're going to walk in divine health. And that despite circumstance or despite symptom, that God was going to sustain you, 
and bring life to you where you felt like life was leaving you, that, but that he wanted you to be at peace. He loves you. He's for you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And I feel like those weights of anxiety, those flashes of anxiety, waves of anxiety, they're going to stop and that you're going to find yourself in a, a place and a position of faith and peace. Lord, right now, I just thank you for Kim. Lord God, you know what she needs. And I'm praying right now for a touch from heaven that she would know your peace. She'd know the power of heaven upon her life. Lord, by the Holy Spirit, touch her now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I'm telling you, you're going to sleep soundly and you're going to wake refreshed. And everything is going to change from this moment in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's give God a hand this morning. We're running a little behind time this morning. You guys can grab a seat. Thank you. You're amazing. God bless you. You know, if you can play an instrument, you can sing, you love music, you're a personality, and you come and join the team. Come and talk to Jordan and Zoe. Come and talk to Ash. Come and join the team. Actually, uh, when these guys move up and Jordan and Zoe are back from their sabbatical and Georgie's up, we're going to have a full music team. Every instrument. And it's been absolutely amazing in the interim, but what I'm saying is, come and join the team. Come and be a part of what we're doing. You have skill sets, I don't. If I start playing something, you're going to wish I didn't. So it's better that you do that and I stick to this and we have fun. Amen? Okay. So uh, the title of the message this morning is Crossing Over. Crossing Over. And I'd say crossing over slash going next level. Who, who wants to go next level in life? I don't want to stay just where I am. I don't want this to be as good as it gets. That I, I'm 41 years old and I've arrived and this is all I'll ever know. I, I believe, and the word says this, that God wants to take us from strength to strength and glory to glory. That where you are today isn't where you have to remain as good as it may be. And, and if it's bad, it can get better. If it's good, it can go from strength to strength and glory to glory. And, and who knows that life arrives in stages, but it's lived on levels. It arrives in stages, but it's lived on levels. So, so a woman finds herself pregnant and then enters, enters into the different stages of pregnancy. There's first trimester, second trimester, third trimester. They're all different stages. Then, then, then there's childhood, then there's teenage years, then there's adult, that, that life arrives. We, we don't control the, the stage I'm at, but I can participate in the level of life I enjoy. The, the, the decisions I make, the positions I take, will determine what level of life I enjoy and experience. And our God in his graciousness is a God that says, I don't want you to stay just where you are. I want to take you to a new level. I want to take you to higher ground. I want to show you what you don't yet know, what is beyond your current reality. Amen? Crossing over. It says here in uh, 2 Corinthians 3.18, it says, But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. We with unveiled faces, when I come into the presence of God, when I, when I lay down my will and my agenda to God's will and plan for my life, there's a transformation that takes place in my world. I've said it before and I'll say it again that, that what I enjoy in life is a direct result of the decisions I make in life. 
You know, you know, like what Matt was saying before, to him who is, God is able. There is nothing he cannot do. There's nothing he won't do. There's a, there's a story in Luke 5 of a leper that comes to Jesus and he says, if you are willing, right now I find myself as a social outcast. Right now I find myself as somebody that is estranged from my family because of my condition. I can't come back into the heart of the city. I can't do what I want to do because of my condition and where I find myself. But if you are willing, you can make me whole. And Jesus says, I'm willing. I'm willing. But it was a decision made to encounter a good and loving God, to position oneself in, in faith, not fear. Because in life, I've said this before, we're going to live in one of two camps. You're going to set up in camp fear or camp faith. You're going to go to a place of negativity and, 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 and live, or you're going to go to that place where I believe. God, I believe. I believe you are able, and because I believe you're able, I'm going to worship you. I'm going to sing praises though I'm in a, in, a, in a dungeon. I'm going to sing praises even though I'm bound and I, and I can't see a way. I know and I believe there is a way because Hebrews tells me so. It says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. But God, I believe and I can see through the eyes of faith. And I can see through the eyes of the Spirit, even though my natural eyes are looking upon the current circumstance and situation, I'm looking beyond. Because what does the word say? I lift my eyes to the hills to where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord. Amen? Amen. We need to let ourselves be transformed. But the fact is, and reality is, there are times where we do get stuck in our humanity on a level. Amanda got stuck on a level. I've been stuck on levels, but God is gracious to meet us at wherever we are. Good, bad, indifferent. Ugly, up, down, enjoying life, hating life. God will meet you wherever you're at, when you open yourself up to his reality and his ability. <clears throat> and I want to tell you here today, you don't have to stay stuck on the level you're at. You don't have to remain where you are. You can see yourself transformed. You can allow yourself to journey from strength to strength and glory to glory. Amen? <clears throat> and the key to your next level in life is your language. You want to get unstuck? You want to go next level? You want to cross over? to what you know God is calling you to, sometimes we need to shift our, uh, our language. And Jesus said to his disciples, wait in Jerusalem until you receive power. Don't go anywhere. I've got something for you. Wait until you receive power. What was the power that they were to receive? The ability to speak in other languages, to prophesy by the Holy Spirit that would come upon them. And, uh, you know, Jesus said, it is as you say. Mark 11 th says, whatever things you ask for when you pray, believing that you receive them, you will have them. So if there's faith attached to what you say, it will become a reality in your world. Maybe not overnight, but the things that you declare in faith, the things that you believe for in God, when you speak those out, it will become your future. And uh, I, I think about the, the fact that the, the Israelites were freed from Egypt and God had promised them the promised land. A land flowing with milk and honey, where, where a bunch of grapes was bigger than a man, where, where his provision was abundant. An 11-day journey took 40 years because of their language. The Israelites got stuck because of their language, but we can get unstuck because of ours. We can change the way we speak. We can change what we declare. They were whining. They were complaining. They were declaring what they would endure for the next 40 years. They said, we would have been better off staying in Egypt as slaves. Now, when they were in Egypt, they were complaining about how oppressed they were, how 
hard, hard done by they were, about being beaten down about every other thing. God has delivered them. God has provided for them. God has made a way. And now they're complaining again. It would have been better. Can I encourage you not to curse your future by speaking about your past? Because God wants to take you from strength to strength and glory to glory. Amen? Come on. We want to help people in this church get unlocked. So the reason Amanda would talk about prayer and talk about house parties and talk about being a part of what we do is we believe that that will help you get unlocked in life. Community helps us get unlocked. But our aim is not only to get you into heaven, but to get heaven into you right now, right where you're at. I don't want you to have an assured salvation and live like hell for the rest of your days. God wants you to live now as you will in heaven. He wants his spirit to enter you. He wants freedom to come upon you. He wants you to cross over from what you've known to what he has for you. Amen? All right, the crossover. In Mark 4, 35, it says this. It says, on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in a boat as he was, and other little, little boats were also with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they woke him and said, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose, rebuked the wind and the sea. Peace be still. The wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? I love this. Jesus gets into their boat and says, Let's go over to the other side. Then a massive storm arises, and he's asleep. Hello, Jesus. Hello. You asked us to cross over to the other side, and now while we're struggling, you're asleep. Don't you care? Like, seriously, Lord, you you there? You all right? (laughs) Chapter 5 goes on to say, when they arrived. Here's a little side note for us. They got through the storm. They made it to the other side. Jesus said, let's do something, and they made it to the other side. Jesus may call you to do things in life and great storms may arise. The reality is not everything's going to be perfect in life just because Jesus asked you to do it. It's not always going to be like tiptoeing through the tulips because Jesus asked me to do this. So therefore it must be perfect. It's going to work out just fine. I'm just going to float into my future. It's not always, but you will make it to the other side. If, if Jesus is in your boat, if he's central in your focus, if you, go, if you remain grounded in your faith, you will always get to the other side of any storm that presents itself. Amen? And what I love about this story is we see the reason Jesus crossed over. He was, he was busy. It says, when the multitudes had left them, Jesus said, let's cross it. What was he He was having a healing crusade. Or he was preaching in a temple. Or he was setting somebody free. Or he was bringing somebody back to life. Jesus was busy. He was doing what the Messiah did, but he left all of that to cross over through a storm to get to the other side, and and why did he do it? Because there was one demonized man who was tormented and oppressed and beaten down and estranged from his family and life itself, and and what I love is this, this demonized, tormented man comes out and says, what do you want with me? And Jesus didn't want anything with him. He wanted something for him. Can I, can I tell you, God doesn't want anything with you today or from you today. See, we've got this misperception and conception of the fact that God wants to take from me. 
I have to live this, this, this minimal life, this, this lowest level, because God's going to take from me. I have to die from myself. I have to, anything that I enjoy in life, anything that I, I can't do because he's going to take from me. No, no, he says, I, I want to restore you today. I want to bring to you what you don't have. I want to give to you what nobody else can give to you. I, I've, I've left the multitudes. You know, I like the other story of the, leaving the, the 99 for the one. You matter to God this morning. Can I tell you that? Wherever you're at, whatever storm you're facing, whatever challenge is upon your life, whatever people have labeled you as, whatever is weighing you down and holding you bound in life, you matter to God. And in one encounter, one moment, God can change everything in your world. Amen? Come on. Can we just give God a hand this morning? What I love is that Jesus meets us where we're at and saves us where we're at, but he doesn't leave us where we're at. He takes us from strength to strength and glory to glory. He enables us to cross over from what's been known and what's been endured or what's been, been brought upon us to a, a new place, a, a higher place. And we need to make a decision that we want to progress in life. Salvation is just the beginning. And it's, it's awesome. And if that's all it was, it would be magnificent, but it's not. He said to the disciples, go and wait in Jerusalem. Don't leave until you're endued with power because I have something for you. I have uh, a power and authority and ability that I want to bring to you that will cause you to succeed in life. That will cause you to live bigger than yourself. You won't be subject to your intellect and your upbringing and your own strength and your capacities. I'm going to move in your world. The Bible says, with God, all things are possible. You can stay married. You can come back from bankruptcy. You can raise great kids. Hello? You can, you can win in life. I love what Corinthians, it says, it says, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You don't have to go through a whole season struggling and hitting the ball up and trying to get dry and trying to win to win. God says, I'm going to bring you the victory. And the victory is Jesus Christ. He, he paid the price you couldn't pay. He did what you could. I've got the victory for you in life, for eternity and in this life. You just have to accept it and receive it and rest in it. Amen? And what I love is like, unlike any other religion, we have a God that is with us in the midst of our pain, in the midst of our turmoil, through the storms and challenges. We have a God that neither leaves us nor forsakes us. He's with us every single day. I love what David said in Psalm 139. He says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there also. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me. Your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall become like light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide me from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. I want to encourage you, God is with you. When you feel alone, when you feel like you've hit rock bottom, when you feel like God is with you. And that, that encourages me, that, that helps me. You know, one of the names of God is Emmanuel, God with us. That is, that is his name, that's his descriptive, is God is with us and God is with you to deliver you and take you to the next level in life, amen? You know, it says, enlarge the place of your tent. We were praying before this morning service and, and uh, Vincent was talking about the fact that we, we can enlarge, we can get bigger. And that's what Isaiah 54, it says, enlarge the place of your tent. Can I encourage you, you have more inside of you than you think you do. You can achieve more, you can do more, you can, you can 
experience more than you think you can because God is with you. What I love is uh, in verse 35, it says, let us cross over to the other side. And, and, and the first thing I want to highlight today is that God will always make you aware that there is another side. That sometimes we can't see the other side. Sometimes we can't see the forest for the trees, but there is another side. And uh, not only that is it says, let us cross over. He's not leading you to leave you. He will be with you throughout the journey. And sometimes I think God is calling me to do this and it's, it's too much for me and it's too big for me and I'm going to be out there on the water by myself. Well, the truth is it is too much for you and it is too big for you, but you're not doing it alone. And that, that again helps me because I feel like God gives us vision not only for this church, but for what we're doing, that is so beyond us. I'm, and you could go to a place of insecurity and fear or you can go to that place of God where you've never let me down before. You've, I've, I've always sensed you near. I, I know that you walk with me through this. So I'm just going to go to that position of faith. I'm going to go to that position of strength. Well, God, I'm out here, so now it's up to you. You've called me to do this. I stepped out in what I know to be your word. So God, now you just got to make a way. And you know what? After 23, 24 years of walking, he has made a way every single time we've stepped out. Every decision we've made, every position of faith that we've taken, God has met us at that place and caused us to kind of be elevated to a, another level of living. Amen? But in seeing that, that there is a other side, I want to encourage us, there's another side of addiction. There's another side of divorce. There's another side of failure. There's another side of sin. And he is gracious and merciful. He's not condemning. The Bible says there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. But, but, but there's grace and mercy available to each of us. Again, that's just the beginning of the journey. We don't live in grace and we don't continue the old ways, but we accept it. We get a new foundation for life and then we move forward in what he's called us to do. Amen. Second thing is this, that you've got to leave the multitude behind. He says, let us go over to the other side. Let us cross over. Let us get victory in life. Let us see what we haven't seen before, but you've got to leave the crowd behind. And the crowd represents what we've known. The crowd represents popular opinion. It represents the world and how it says life is to be done. Because again, God's saying, I've got a higher way of living for you. I've got another level of life that you can enjoy, but you have to leave behind. How do we leave that behind? We have to go to another place. We have to leave what we've known for what we desire. And we have to live according to the word of God. If we live according to the word of God, we will experience the will of God. So if you live according, now the Bible, everybody, this, this is just a book of rules and regulations. This is just a, a, a list of do's and don'ts and things I can't. Can I tell you the word of God will bring liberation to your life? It will, it will set you free. When you can go, you know what, I just, I just believe, and God, I'm going to immerse myself in the word, and I'm going to listen to you, and I'm going to take direction. It says in um, Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. God wants to direct you and lead you. You know what it's saying, Jeremiah 29, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. That's God's heart, his will, his desire for your life. That you would enjoy the good life, that you would enjoy his blessing, that you would enjoy his provision and his abundance in your world. Why? Because we're blessed to be a blessing. I want to live blessed. I want to live abundant because then every single person I meet, I can meet the needs that they have in their life. 
I want to get turn up to that and have a 50 in my wallet every time God says give that person so I want to be that person that can pay that bill and that can be a blessing and then but I also want to be a big person that can release emotion and be there to love and care for and and lift others up in life that's what we're called to do as the children of God as the family of God that's what we're called to do in life amen I want to ask you a question this morning why are you living under what God has called you to rule over because in some area of our lives, every one of us live under the pressure, whether it be of expectation or anxiety or fear or guilt. Or, but it says, let us make man in our image, Genesis 1. In the image of God, he created the male and female and then said, go and have dominion. Everything that I have created is for your enjoyment. Go and have dominion in the earth. But then it says, wait for the Holy Spirit to come upon you. You'll be endued with power. Why are we living under what God has called us to rule over? And I, I want you to, this morning, just think through those things that hold you back or limit you or, or create a ceiling over your world because God wants to break them over your life today. And at the end of service, we're going to pray over these things that, that you, would res- you would enter into freedom like you haven't entered into before, that you would experience uh, the, the ability to understand God's goodness in your world like you never have before. Amen. I love what the word says. It says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. We're we're the king's kids. We're called to live in dominion in life. Don't let the enemy rob from you. The word actually says, let no one rob you of your reward. Your reward in life is knowing whose you are and who you are. Therefore, how you can live in life. When we understand that we're the king's kids, that he's the creator of the universe, that there is no other authority, there is no other power, there is no other entity greater than God himself. Who, who says, let there be, and there is. And he's saying to you, all authority in heaven and earth has been given me, and I'm giving it to you. I'm, I'm giving you my authority, my power, my blessing upon your life. Just walk in me and walk in my ways. Amen? Last thing is, is God cares. I know a lot of Christians that, that believe in God, but don't believe that God cares. He, he fulfilled his purpose. He, he sent his son to earth. I have salvation. That's fantastic. But God doesn't care for me. I think we can see clearly through this story that the multitude will be left. The God in heaven hears our cries, the, the, the cries of our heart, the needs in our, and he will meet you. At, God cares. And that's a, that's a fundamental uh, position we need. God cares. He cares for you. Right where you're at right now, he's interested in your world, the minute details of your world. God was interested in me and, and my hips. And this, this trip, just to... Just to underscore the goodness of God this trip should have cost me 25,000 US dollars for 30 minutes in, in, a, in a you know a studio or whatever it is surgery God, God covered every cent of it I, I didn't have 25,000 US just to go and get this treatment and then my friend who was assisted in the process said now you need to come back in a year or so and we'll have follow-up treatment God, God is God cares yeah what is that it's he cares. He knows where you're at. He knows what you need. He'll meet you at that point of need. Amen. Yeah. Like I was saying before, some people think it's going to be tiptoeing through the tulips. It's going to be easy. It's he says, let's go to the other side. And then they find themselves right in the middle of a storm. I, I fly a lot. I've flown a lot over the years. And when there's a storm in front of a pilot, you hear him come over the radio and he says, excuse me, everybody, please put your belts on. There's a storm about 50 miles ahead. 
we're going to reroute to the north, we're going to go, you know, it's going to add about 20 minutes to our trip, but, you know, we're going to fly above it, we're going to fly under it, whatever. Jesus doesn't go around a storm. He goes through the storm. He leads them through the storm. He says, let's go over here. He knew the storm was coming. Nothing comes as a surprise to God. Where you're at right now is not a surprise to God. But he will lead you and he will get you through the storm. And Jesus was trying to show them that he was more interested in their growth than their comfort. In getting them to the other side, in getting them next level. He wanted to teach them something. He knew the storm was coming. He wasn't worried. He went to sleep. Sometimes we take the rest of God as he's not, he's not bothered with us. He's not interested in us. He wanted them to grow. Because he says, why are you so fearful? Why do you have no faith? You've seen the miracles I've done. You've seen the provision that I've brought. You've seen the dead that I've raised back to life. You've seen what I can, why are you so fearful? You've been with me all this time. There's a moment where we have to make a decision. Again, it says, God, I believe. God, I'm going to grow. I need to go next level. I don't want to stay where I'm at. I, w- I want to get bigger. Can I encourage you, like, before, read the word. Pray, spend time in God. You will get the answers you need for life. The Bible says if anyone lacks wisdom, they should ask of God who gives liberally to all without reproach. Whatever you need, you can find in life in God through personal relationship, through the word of God. It will sustain you, it will energize, it will cause you to go next level. And uh, Jesus will take us through seasons to show us that our limitations in our ability and our capacity are nothing to him. That his majesty and authority far outweighs and exceeds anything else. I might get the team to come back if that's okay. The reason Jesus was sleeping was not that he didn't care. He knew something they didn't know. His destiny wasn't at the bottom of a lake. His destiny was the salvation of humanity. He was assured. He knew what he was called to do. And he wants to bring that assurance into our lives. He wants us to know the destiny that we have in him. He, w- he wants us to know and realize what we are called to. Is this helping anybody this morning? I, I love the fact that I can cross over. I love the fact that in God I can go next level. That I don't have to be limited by the lies and the attacks of the enemy. That I can get victory and I can rise above anything that I face in life. Amen? And what I love, coming back again to talking about our language and what we speak, is Jesus didn't freak out. Jesus didn't, he just said, quiet, be still. The disciples were talking about the storm, but Jesus spoke to the storm. And so often I I find that people talk about the storm, talk about the challenge, talk about the issues they're facing, where God's saying, I've put my creative force in your mouth, and I want you to start speaking to your storm. I want you to speak to that dysfunction. I want you to speak to that attack. I want you to speak to those finances. I want you to speak to that health so that you can rise above and gain victory in your world world amen you know uh it says heaven and earth will pass away but my word will remain forever matthew 4 says man does not live on bread alone but on every word that comes from the mouth of god with god all things are possible life's too short to be lived on the side of small mindedness and mediocrity whinging complaining grumbling about what i don't have or what i don't want or what i don't see I'm going to start speaking about my future. I'm going to start declaring what I'll say. You need to understand that Melissa climbs a mountain every morning and prays over this church, over our family, over your lives. I'm, daily, I'm praying about what I see. And what I see is not what I see today. What I see for the future is glorious and magnificent 
and filled with the presence of God where we are known in the community because we're a blessing in the community where there's there's healings and there's 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 salvations and there's counseling and there's provision made available there's loving on the we're not there yet but we're journeying together and God will take us there amen we need to be people of courage to get to the other side to go next level we need to be courageous it says in, in Joshua it says be strong and courageous three times be strong and only be strong and courageous meditate and not just meditate to empty yourself meditate on the word of God to fill yourself up because because there is fact in life the fact is this the fact is that but the truth of the word of God is you shall enter into the promised land that I have for you shall enter into a new day you can go next level because I'm with you and I'll never leave you nor forsake you amen come on can we stand to our feet this morning The devil wants you in fear every day of your life. But the Bible says the reason the Son of Man came was to smash the works of the enemy. It says Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. I I think of the story of David and Goliath. It says that Goliath, a 10-foot giant, would present himself morning and evening, morning and evening, taunting the armies of Israel. You know, the enemy wants the first thought of your day and the last thought of your day to be those thoughts of anxiety and fear and oppression and discontent but God wants to replace those thoughts with faith he wants to energize he wants to carry through we just have to position ourselves in faith God I believe God I'm going to walk in your way God I'm going to fill my mind with your word I'm going to press in I'm going to seek your face we just did a month of reading a proverbs a day can I encourage you don't let that be just for the month now start reading psalms a psalm a day then just start reading the Gospels and then just start reading the Epistles and then start, just, just, just consume the Word of God. Right. Let this become a part of you and you will find a strength and a clarity that you perhaps have never had in life before. Amen? Why don't we just close our eyes just for a moment. Lord, I thank you for your Word today. I thank you that it's life. I thank you that it's hope. God, I thank you that it becomes a part of us, that for leaving this house today, we would be strengthened because of the truth of the Word. You are faithful, God unto your word and we thank you for it you know just why every head's bowed every eye's closed i just want to give us an opportunity today to respond to the word of god and you might be here going you know what i want to go next level i want to cross over i've never known that i could or i've never known that there was even could be more beyond what i know is my current reality i want to ask jesus christ into my life i'm telling you the best decision i ever made was to ask Jesus Christ into my life. And again, it hasn't been perfect. It hasn't been easy, but he has never left me. I've known the peace of God, the goodness of God, his comfort, his compassion. I've known the the power of God in my life and in flowing through. If you're here today and you haven't ever asked Jesus Christ into your life, would you do that this morning? Could we pray a really simple prayer and then we're going to close service and have coffee and enjoy the rest of the day? But if you're here, no, I, nobody's looking around. If you're here and you're saying, that's me, why don't you just lift your hand? We're going to pray a really simple prayer. Just ask Jesus Christ into our life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, let me pray a blessing over us all this morning. Father, I thank you for every person that stands before me, for the team behind me. God, that the, the blessing of heaven the touch of God would come upon every single person this morning, that this week would be the greatest week of their life, that they'd hear your voice clearly, they'd sense your touch and your presence near, that they'd walk in peace 
and there would be joy in their spirit. Bless every single person. Bless our kids, our kids' workers, our, our team, Lord God, that makes this happen. Bless them, I pray, abundantly, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Visit us online at c3noosa.org.